This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott and White Health. Neil and everyone here would like to thank all the good folks on the front line, the ones we see and the ones we don't see. We appreciate your hard work, keeping us healthy and hopeful in these tough times. And now here's Neil. All right, welcome back. It's our second hour, and this, the same phone number pertains. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Give us a call. We have one open line right now, and I'd love to hear from you. So please give us a call at this point if you would. And uh, we're going to go back to... Um, we're going to go back to Roy in just a second and finish that call up, but I do want to do my SPCA of Texas Pet of the Week first, and then we'll then we'll go to him. Uh, I invite you to meet Cider. Cider is about the sweetest pup you will ever meet. He is at the SPCA of Texas waiting for a forever home. Cider is a retriever and Labrador mix who weighs in at 67 pounds. He is five and a half years old. He came to the SPCA of Texas from an animal cruelty seizure in Hunt County. Cider has had a rough go of it early on when he came to the SPCA of Texas over a year ago. He was in pretty bad shape. He is feeling and looking a lot better these days. This is the function of the SPCA. You know what the letters stand for. This is not in what they wrote for me. And they may be trying to move on beyond this, but Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. They care about animals. And so when there is a a cruelty case, then they are the ones who go out and rescue the animals and love them back and uh, get them ready to adopt out. And they work so hard with these animals, and Cider is an example. And I'll start back where I left off. He is feeling and looking a lot better these days, but he still has an opaque cornea in one eye that does hamper his vision. His foster has never heard him bark. He is a pretty chill character in all ways. He loves being petted and is fairly accomplished in cou- as being a couch potato. He seems to be good with both kids and other dogs. He would probably make an ideal retirement companion. Just like all the pets at the SPCA of Texas, Cider has been neutered, microchipped, and he's had all of his age-appropriate vaccines. You know what he needs? He needs a break. He needs somebody who will love him for a change. This is a dog who's never had anybody who would love him. And that is a special opportunity for you. He's currently at the Russell E. Dealey Animal Rescue Center. So an appointment will be necessary to meet CIDER, C-I-D-E-R. The SPCA of Texas shelters are currently closed to visitors and volunteers as a preventive measure against the distemper outbreak. Animals at PetSmart, off-site adoption centers, are still available at any time. They invite you to browse their available animals at spca.org slash findapet. spca.org slash findapet. Visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a cat. And you are looking for cider and you'll need to make an appointment. And I'm sorry, I don't have a phone number to make that appointment. I don't know how to uh, advise you on how to make that appointment. It's not in my sheet that I have here. I'll try to find that out before any more of these. But in the meanwhile, I'm sure if you look at one of those two websites, uh, spca.org slash findapet or spca.org slash dogadopt and uh, look up cider, I'm sure it will give you all the details you need. And that is sponsored by Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. You already knew that. You could have sung that one along with me. And uh, they have local experts who know the right questions to ask. Make sure you get everything you need. You in there for painting supplies or plumbing supplies. They want to know what the project is, and then they will get the right uh, products to help you. Or at least they will suggest. They will ask, do you have this? Do you have that? Just to make sure you don't get home and say, well, rats, I was right there, should have gotten this or that. They'll make sure that doesn't happen to you. Right now, they have a very big special, and uh, here you'd want to make sure you had a faucet because it's a hose, a garden hose, a great garden hose. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on Ace 50-foot all-season Smart Flow Max garden hose for $34.99. Ace Smart Flow Max is the best premium garden hose for all of your watering needs. It has reflex mesh technology to prevent all kinking and twisting, 
triple-frame technology further prevents kinking and adds durability. I mentioned on KLIF yesterday afternoon. I don't know what triple-frame technology is, but they do, and that's, uh, that's, that's a good thing. This is their best hose, crush-proof tech, uh, couplings. A-Stores, parts of our neighborhoods, each owned by a member of the community. You're getting help from people you already know. They're your neighbors. That makes it all the more special. Local experts with trusted advice you can rely on. Once again, Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Maintaining a garden isn't easy, but it's nothing compared to what healthcare workers are facing. We join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying thank you to the front line. Thank you for working hard every day and for going all in to protect all of us. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby, very much. And we're going to go back now to Roy in Dallas. I was uh, trying to figure out exactly what uh, uh, what he was uh, referring to, uh, and I'm going to let him kind of pick it up at that point. Roy, this is Neil with you again. Let's uh, okay. kind of begin That's again. It. You're talking about soil amendments, and you were talking about washed brick sand. Go ahead. Right. In, in one of your segments last year, you, you uh, gave the recipe for this. And the recipe, as I wrote it down, was one inch of pine bark mulch shredded, uh, one inch of expanded shell, one inch of rotted compost, one inch rotted manure, one inch of peat moss, and one to two inches of washed brick sand. And you said, uh, after you roll till you break the bed smooth. Okay. And I have used the expanded shell, but I did not use the wash brick sand. And I was just thinking uh, in another area of a 32-square-foot garden, I was going to use wash brick sand to see what the difference was. But uh, you're saying expanded shell w- would be much better to use for uh, the garden bed, Correct. Yes, it is. They are interchangeable. We used to, I used to recommend expand, um, I'm sorry, wash brick sand. Expanded shale came into the market 15 or 20 years ago, and it is now pretty universally available, and it is a better product than washed brick sand. Brick sand is what you would use to mix, uh, to, to uh, lay bricks, uh, to, to put in mortar mix. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And, and, and the expanded shale has the advantage of being coarser. And uh, being more absorbent, and uh, just being an all-around better product for soil improvement. Okay. In so, so to, it, it's it's an it's an either or. It's it's not both. Okay. In addition to that, would you also use? Uh, I, I read some articles on fish emulsion. Would you use fish emulsion in, in the garden bed? And where can you uh, find large bags of fish emulsion? If you would recommend that. Fish emulsion is usually a liquid, and uh, oh, okay. uh, it's a, it's an organic fertilizer. If you care to use that, that would be fine. It's a very low-yield, uh, low-analysis uh, organic fertilizer. I have used it. It's, it's never going to burn a plant. Uh, it's never going to give fast results. There are a lot of organic gardeners who use it uh, religiously, and, and I have no problem with it. It's all a matter of what you're comfortable in using. I don't use it. Uh, but that okay. doesn't mean that I'm right and they're wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of their plants probably look better than my plants, but uh, okay. it's all it's all in how you follow through. I, okay. I'm very we... comfortable in recommending inorganic fertilizers. Uh, that at least in in saying that that's what I use. Okay, you mentioned a while ago that you rototill with a, a small mini rototiller, four inches. Is this what you would do with all these in- ingredients that you had? Uh, no, probably not, because uh, but you start mixing all of that stuff in, you, you're doing a bigger bed. You're not just uh, kind of re-prepping a bed. You're prepping. You're starting a brand-new bed, and I would use okay. a rear tine tiller in that case. Then if I, if I were preparing a new landscape bed, Roy, um, and needed to mix it down a foot deep, which is what all of that would be for, I don't remember that particular recorded feature. But if, if from the sounds of that one, that's for a big bed or a big uh, perennial garden or something of that sort. Um, and for that, I would use a rear tine tiller, and that's going to be tilled a foot deep. You can't do that with a mini tiller. Um, okay. Then if I had stuff planted, let's say that I had perennials in there, and all of a sudden I needed to uh, take out a perennial I didn't like any longer or that needed to be dug and divided and an area the size of a card table reworked, I can't get my, my 
rear tine tiller in that space, then I would use the mini tiller to rework it two years later. Okay, that's my option right there, mini tiller uh, for the area I'm looking at. Okay, but I thank you for good. answering my questions. Well, thank you betcha. You thanks for thanks for waiting twice. I appreciate that. Have no, a great that's, day. That's fine. Take care. All right. Okay. Bye bye. Howard in Central Texas, Hayes in Brownwood. Gotcha. You're coming up next. Stay with me. Neil's phrase. Uh, let's see. To do that, uh, what did I do? Lay the first ad down. No, we did Ace Hardware. We're good. Let me tell you about Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. I'm getting myself confused here. My book is available to you, and it talks about the bed preparation. See, this is part of what Chapter 1 would be on the basics of gardening and uh, things you need that apply to all the other 10 chapters. Um, and the soil types of Texas and the climatic zones of Texas, that, that applies to everything. Chapter 2 in my book is the uh, is the part that I've never done in a book before. It is the calendar. It's a written calendar. There's no grid. You don't write appointments on it. It's uh, it's a, a month-by-month calendar of what needs to get done in a landscape, in a lawn, in a garden in that month. It's very important that in July you do such and such. You plant your, your fall tomatoes the first week of July. You plant your peppers the middle of July. And then at the very end of July you plant all these other vegetables or you plant your, you know, whatever flowers you have, um, et cetera. You'd plant your grape myrtles the first part of July because that's when the selection is the best. That's what's in the calendar. And plant, prune, fertilize, and spray. Uh, chapters 3 through 11 are incredibly detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers. You know, for example, the ground cover chapter talks about how to prepare the soil for a ground cover, why we use ground covers, when they're a good idea, when they're not a good idea, which are the best for the sun, which are the best for the shade, which are the best for holding soil on slopes, and so forth. And then a chart of all the best ground covers. Uh, so we have vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. I worked a month on each one of these chapters. You get 840 of my photographs, 344 pages, high-quality paper. It's a hardback. It was printed in Texas. I self-published it so I could make sure it was exactly the book I wanted. Thanks to Carolyn Skye, my editor, and Cindy Smith, the graphic designer who worked alongside me with it. The book is only $32.95 for a hardback hardback printed in Texas. Oh my goodness. The sixth printing will be $38.95, but I've decided to help you fight inflation where everybody else is raising prices. I've brought the price down on this one. I'm leaving it there for a little while just to be kind of a counter guy, counter uh, a price rise and uh, to help a little bit. This is the summer special. And uh, so $32.95, you buy it directly from my office. It is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. I sign every copy as it sells. I take them myself to the post office, put them right into the mail myself. I hear the chicks in the back of the uh, back of the post office that are being shipped. Oh, my goodness. So anyway, that's uh, $32.95. You call my office Monday through Friday business hours, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way, order it right now at Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. He is our pastor, and that is our church, the First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney. Lovely church, fabulous pastor, fabulous staff, and uh, we would love to have you visit, and uh, so hope you will. Sharingtheheart.org. Tommy's uh, sermon and service uh, live streams at 10.05 if you'd like to visit online. WhizQ Stone, since 1983, they've been in business. It's a third-generation family business. Mike and Derek Wisnad, the second and third generation uh, of the business, generations, uh, own and operate the business now. 
and you will be uh, enchanted by the selection they have there at Whiskey Stone. They are leaders in the Texas nursery and landscape industry, very involved with the landscape contractors of North Texas. Oh, and by the way, if you can hear me, they can deliver to you. That's a pretty bold statement, but they're willing to do that and happy to do that. They have 22 acres of the most beautiful stone from decorative gravel all the way up to big uh, decorative boulders. If you're doing something of a uh, some kind of a big, bold statement, they can help you with that. Maybe you're building a fountain. No problem. They can help you with that. And that's where it comes in that they know the landscape contractors, the people who lay stone beautifully, artistically. They know the people. They're in contact with those people every day. They buy from Whiskey Stone, just as you can. If you want stone for a patio or a walkway, a uh, pool deck, whatever it is, they can help you with all of it. Uh, river rock, and as I say, de- decorative gravel. That's Whiskey Stone open Monday through Saturday at 4501 East Loop 820 South, Southeast Fort Worth, 4501 East Loop 820 South. The website is whiz, W-H-I-Z hyphen Q dot com, and the phone number 817-429-0822. That's Whiskey Stone. Gardeners are all about keeping plants healthy and protected, and the same should go for our loved ones. Together with Baylor Scott & White Health and the hardworking healthcare front line, we urge you to get the shot, mask up, and stay safe. And remind your family and friends to do the same. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby, very much. And back to the phones, we go to Howard in Central Texas. Howard, this is Neil. How can I help you? Um, about eight years ago, Neil, we bought 30 acres in northwest Williamson County, and uh, we were on the tail end of a five-year drought, lost a lot of oak trees, and they uh, were, were starting to see, I think, the front end of another drought. Is there any kind of preventive maintenance I can do for oak trees? Keep in mind that it's 28 acres to 30 acres, and I don't have a hose long enough to reach most of the trees, but... What, what would you suggest? Well, first of all, remember that they have been through millennia of drought, dry times, and, and so I'm not willing to concede that it, it might have been a drought. 2011 was a biblical drought. I, I'll give you that. Um, I, I don't know that that is necessarily what might have killed them back then. Uh, you're familiar with oak wilt? I am. Uh, before we bought the property, there were so many oak trees that looked distressed that I had a botanist from the University of Texas come up, and he said that it was not oak wilt, that it was stress caused by the drought, and that you know some of them would live through it and some of them wouldn't, and and he was pretty much on target. What year was that? That was uh, 2012, 2013, so it was right at the end of that five-year drought. Okay. Well, 2011 was the benchmark year. Uh, I guess there were other years that were bad, too, but but 2011 was the, the watershed year, or shall we say right. the lack of watershed year. Um, in the future, I really would recommend, I don't, we have a granddaughter who's about to start at UT, and we're proud of that, and we have a son who graduated from UT and he has done famously because of that. The fact that I grew up in College Station has nothing to do with it. So uh, anyway, the uh, the thing I would say is though I think you probably want to get a certified arborist the next time you need to have tree care uh, looked at. Uh, somebody who is a, a, a an ISA, International Society of Arboriculture certified arborist okay. or somebody from the Texas A&M Forest Service. It used to just okay. be the Texas Forest Service. Now they're they're merged with A and M, um, and let them look just to quadruple check on the oak wilt issue. Um, there isn't. I mean, if it's if it's a if it's a dry tree out there on the twenty sixth acre of your twenty eight, there isn't much you can do to help it except get water to it. You can't go out and fan it. You can't go out and and put a granule of fertilizer on it or anything magical other than water and and so if it were the drought back in 2011 that caused those trees to die then uh, there isn't much other than getting some kind of water to them that was going to help but i'm not sure that was it i don't know what it was but um uh, but 
Um, there, there were a lot of trees that died. I, I happened to be involved in a funeral down in College Station at that time, and, and that was where I grew up, as I mentioned, and, and I saw post oaks dying, and I never saw post oaks die from drought in College Station. My comment at that time was, I think this is going to take where these plants are native to the east about 100 miles because you had to go that far before you you saw yopon hollies that were healthy and happy and some of these other plants that all of a sudden were growing uh, not doing well in college station and that, that maybe that's what happened to some of the oaks but the oaks have been there for thousands of years right well i uh, i have one acre around the house that i have a sprinkler system and so i i catch the grass with my mower I have a big John Deere riding lawnmower in a in a, a, well, a big car. Yeah, so yeah watering where you can is is a good idea. Back to the to keep it focused right on your question. Uh, right. To keep them as watered as you can is a good plan. Um, but I'd get an arborist out and hire them for half a day of consulting to look at the trees if you have concern, and just make sure there's no oak wilt because there are things you can do with oak wilt if you're preemptive about it. And so that's, that's important. The uh, Texas Oak Wilt Coalition, that's not exactly the right phrase, but TexasOakWilt.org, I think is what it's called, has a lot of information, and you're in the heartland of where that disease is active. So you do need to keep up to date on that. So I hope that helps. I hope that helps. I, he may be gone. I don't know. But anyway, thank you for the call very much. We have Hayes in Brownwood. I've got to get into a newscast here, Hayes. Rose bushes totally died. How to check for rosette virus. I can help you with that, Hayes. Stay with me. Mueller, homegrown goodness. That's what Mueller is all about. They've been producing quality steel buildings and metal roofing right here in Texas for 90 years. Well, now you can grow a Mueller greenhouse right in your own backyard. Their easy-to-assemble, bolt-together greenhouses come in five sizes, from 6x9 to 12x21. And they feature a steel frame, galvanized steel frame, with more than 30 designer trim colors from which to choose. With hail-resistant polycarbonate panels, lockable walk doors and windows, a Mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in while it protects your plants year-round. Don't let the weather ruin what you've worked so hard to produce. Get yourself a great greenhouse from a great Texas-grown company. That's Mueller. Visit them online at Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C dot com. Or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. It's Mueller for Greenhouses, Mueller, Inc., Whenever you're out and about, take us along. Just download the WBAP app. Wherever you want us, whenever you want us. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP WBAP.com. I want to invite you to sign up for Neil Sperry's eGardens if you're not already getting it. It is free, so you can't beat that. And we have 80,000 subscribers. You have to subscribe. You have to be active on it, proactive at the outset. I can't just send it out and... People say, what's this? Why did I get this? That would be spamming. I'm not going to do that. Uh, but I, I will promise you it always will be free. I will promise you I will never spam you. I don't give or sell your email address to anybody. Uh, so you don't have to worry about because I signed up for eGardens. Now I'm going to get all this other stuff. You know, a lot of us do that. When you buy something, they say, would you like notification from from us uh, when sales come on? And then the next thing you know, you get notifications from 85 other companies. I don't do that and so you'll get eGardens just what you signed up for it comes directly from my computer to your email thursdays a little after 6 p.m and uh, you will uh, you will find a story called gardening this weekend where i outline the tasks that you need to complete so that you will uh, get that work done that weekend things that are very timely you will find a story on the featured garden plant of that weekend something that is ultra timely for right then and uh, then a couple of other stories this week we have a guest writer diane sitton does beautiful stories and this week it's on sundials so all of those uh, available to you it's like an old-fashioned garden section and it's absolutely free if you'd like and our q a section is greatly expanded if you want to see what eGardens is all about go to my website that's where you sign up for it it's neil sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com sign up 
I think you'll enjoy it. And you can see a sample. Go to N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Click on eGardens. 100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP and WBAP.com. Some Texas synagogues were closed this weekend because of threats. I'm Dennis Martin from the Audi Dallas WBAP 24-7 News Desk. WBAP first traffic and weather on the ones. Long-term construction project causes lane closures and ramp restrictions on both east and westbound I-20 between 35E and 45. A construction project closed the number one lanes of north and southbound Highway 67 between Hampton Road and Loop 12 Ledbetter. With WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast. Today, sunny and hot. Tomorrow, sunny and hot. Tuesday, sunny. Yeah, there's a trend there, and it's all the same. The temperature's running between 102 and 104 degrees, officially. Right now, we're looking at 89 degrees in downtown Dallas, same in Fort Worth. The FBI is investigating a threat to synagogues and other Jewish facilities in southwestern Texas. According to WBAP's Mike Trainer, the threat came on Saturday. The Jewish Federation of San Antonio received word from the FBI of a potential threat to an unnamed facility, which has prompted the Federation to cancel all formal weekend religious services. The Federation also posted on Facebook that security personnel at local synagogues are on high alert for any touristic activity. While the FBI is investigating the threats, Jewish leaders taking precautions to assure the safety of their congregations. The Dallas Police Department sending recruiters to Puerto Rico this week, part of their effort to grow the force. They're looking for more officers, but especially bilingual officers, such as this trainee. Dallas has a lot of opportunities, and you can learn a lot in this department. I have to do everything in English, so that's a big change. The DPD recruiters will be in Puerto Rico from Tuesday through Saturday. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day and stay informed with News Talk 820 WBAP 99.5 FM HD 2 and WBAP.com. All right, Dennis, thank you very, very much. Appreciate that. And I noticed that one of my callers who had been screened and ready to go on the air with me has dropped. So we have a couple of open lines right now. 800-288-WBAP. Call right now, please. 800 288 9227. Look forward to hearing from you. 800 288 Tell you right now about the people who sponsor this entire hour and have for 17 years. That's Baylor Scott and White Health. Uh, we are so immensely grateful in the Sperry family for all the help that Baylor Scott and White Health has meant to our family. They've meant a lot. And uh, it uh, has touched almost every member of our family. Baylor Scott and White Health, and to them we say a great big thank you for all that you have done, all that you have meant to us. And it never hurts to say thank you. I hope that we will say thank you now for all that they have done uh, on the front line during the uh, COVID outbreak. They are the beloved healthcare workers who have been out there on that front line. They've had the hardest job of all. We owe each and every one of them a giant thank you for never giving in, for never settling for good enough. Words that they just don't let themselves say. It's not easy to protect us from COVID. It hasn't been for, what, 30, 32 months now. But we have seen them showing up every day and giving every ounce of their energy. And to you, my listener, remember that there are plenty of ways you can show your appreciation to the front line. One of them is by getting a vaccination. Uh, Maybe it's not going to work on this latest uh, Omicron variant as well as we would like, but it does help in cutting the the severe risk. And uh, the vaccination is really important, and the booster shots really important. I have had all that was available to me. Uh, each time as quickly as possible and wear a mask masks don't hurt anything for crying out loud they help prevent the spread of the disease any scientist will tell you that it's based in good science so get vaccinated and wear your mask and as the ad uh, says
from my own heart say thank you to the frontline people. Join me, won't you please, to the front line of Baylor Scott & White Health. Let's say thank you. That newer vehicle of yours probably has HDFM. Learn how to use it. Go to WBAP.com slash FM. Wherever you want us, whenever you want us. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com. Arborological Services. Let me give you the phone number for starters. You can write it down. I'll give it to you again toward the end of the ad. 866-552-7267. That phone number is in their uh, ads uh, on my website in eGardens and elsewhere. 866-552-7267. What is a certified arborist? Well, that is a man or woman who has taken some tough exams from the International Society of Arboriculture, and they have passed it to get that level of certification. And that means that they know trees, and they know what it takes to take care of trees. In the case of Arborological Services, they have 12 certified arborists. They're college-degreed plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters. They are the best in the business. They study trees all the time. They know trees all the time. And uh, they are strictly local, so they know local conditions as well. They do everything from routine maintenance to heroic saving of trees and even to very difficult tree takedowns so for the best in tree care it's arborological services arborological.com facebook arborological services inc twitter at the tree experts 866-552-7267 arborological services You don't just want your garden to grow, you want it to flourish, much like our hopes for living in a world without COVID. Let's join Baylor Scott & White Health in saying a big old thank you to the front line. They're doing what it takes to keep hope flourishing, and we need that now more than ever. And now, back to Neil. All right, thank you, uh, Stubby, very much. And uh, I picked up my Ed copy off my uh, laptop, and I have a complete change of hand here. I have two, uh, three new callers. The two that I had are gone. Hayes and Brownwood uh, disappeared, probably went to a church service at 930. was going to ask about how to recognize Rose Rosette virus. And, Hayes, that is on my website at neilsperry.com. I've left it archived there along with a lot of photos explaining how you recognize the extreme thorniness, how you recognize the bull canes, the extreme vigor of uh, impacted shoots, and then a, a gradual dieback of the plant, uh, the buds that don't open properly, that are browned, all of that. It's all on my website with photos. Um, I, I took all the photos. Uh, it will show you exactly what Rose Rosette virus looks like. And that's at neilsperry.com. Let's go to Richard in Springtown. Richard, this is Neil. Good morning. Hey, Neil. How are you? I'm well. Thank you, sir. How can I help you? Uh, I've got, of course, I'm in Parker County, as you could see. Um, I've got like 25 crepe myrtles and they're, they're pretty much all full grown. Uh, they don't look real good right now. We, um, our water bill has increased almost double. (laughs) So what do you think I could do? Can they survive this drought? Oh, I think. Probably so. How long since they were watered? Uh, last week, I just, you know, set the water hose down by each of them for like five minutes. Okay. Um, I, what I always tell people is when you have a severe drought, you want to you want to prioritize the plants that you save. What are the ones that are most likely that take the longest to regrow? What are the ones you would cry the most uh, over losing? Um, and people always say, "Well, shade trees." Well, the truth is, shade trees normally will survive better than a lot of other plants. One that really yeah. sticks out in my mind when I look around at landscapes, and I saw it happening yesterday in a in a commercial landscape is Asian jasmine. It takes three years to get a nice Asian jasmine bed. I saw a great big bed that is just within days of being gone. 
that it doesn't come back when it turns brown um, it, from drought. That means the plants are just about dead, and they've let yeah. that bed get too dry. So that one I would definitely water for three dollars worth of water. You can get it through the summer, and it will it will yeah. survive. Um, in the case of uh, shrubs, uh, hollies, a uh, dollar's worth of water will get it through the summer. Obviously, a no-brainer. I'm going to water that. Bermuda grass, eh, it's not going to die. It, it will look horrible, but it'll come back. So I, I'll water yeah. it a little bit just to keep it alive. Crepe myrtles, if I watered a crepe myrtle two or three times during the summer, it would survive. Space three weeks okay. apart. But but five minutes may not be enough for a mature crepe myrtle. It may take more than that uh, at a okay. medium volume, maybe not slow, not dripping along, but uh, you know, maybe you water it for an hour with the, the hose running at, uh, at, at half turned on or a third turned on. You don't want it to okay. run off, obviously. Yeah. Do you, do you recommend, just real quick, do you recommend putting like a little well around them? You know, I don't, I've never done that really with trees. I do when they're young, uh, uh, Richard. I do that when they're young, but I don't recommend going back and putting one around uh, for okay. a mature plant. Um, just because I don't want to have that thing out four feet away from the trunk, and that's where it would have to be to to cover the whole root system. Okay. I don't want to have that to mow around, but I absolutely okay. do when they're young. A lot of a lot of uh, nurseries and landscape contractors, when they plant trees, will do just the opposite. They'll mound around the tree, and I don't get that at all. I use that extra soil to make my well, to make my berm. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, I really appreciate it. Yeah, I notice our Nandinas look like they've been cooked in an oven. <laughs> well, they'll, they'll come back, but, but that, means, that means that you need to water probably every 10 days or so. Um, okay. you, don't have to, you don't have to waste water. You said your water bill has doubled, but you know, I don't know where it was when it was half what it is right now, but either you have yeah. a lot of salt in your water or, or you need to, Unless you're under extreme water curtailments, I get that. If if a if an area is just running out of water, I'm all about prudent water use. But save the plants before they before they are just lost. So anyway, well, I didn't I didn't even think about that. Our water comes from a I think it's a well. It's Walnut Creek, you know, in Parker County, and right. I, it, you may be right. The water may be a little off. Check I, the I sodium know. content. See if it's high in sodium. That that could be a real problem. And and if you have that, then periodically it needs it needs a rain to leach out that excess mineral salt. That's a, a problem in where I grew up in Bryan College Station. It's a problem up along the Red River. Uh, so it it could be a problem for you. I don't know. Okay. All right. All right. I'll check into that. I appreciate your help. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let me go to Donna in Rockwall. Donna, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Appreciate you taking my call. Sure. I, I haven't talked to you in a lot of years, but I did talk to you before, and you helped me big time. Good. So this time, <laughs> my neighbor across the street has left me with her plants for two weeks, and she has a crepe myrtle that she was worried about. It's in full sun, and it's not a large crepe myrtle. It's uh, probably maybe five feet tall okay. and and it is and i'm afraid i'm going to kill it i mean she's worried about time before she left and <laughs> i just i don't know you know i've been she has three white buckets around it and so she would fill the buckets and let them drain out i guess to water it mm-hmm. and i've been watering it every day or you know most days for about a week and a half and then, um, you know, she's coming back in a couple of days, and I don't know. It seems like it's putting out new buds, but it's got some holes in its leaves. I'm wondering if there's something eating on it, um, and it just doesn't look good, you know. All right. Am I overwatering uh, it is what I'm asking you. Should I no. water it? No. Well, I, I don't imagine that you're overwatering it everybody gets so nervous that they're overwatering plants and that would be almost impossible to do at these temperatures yeah it would have to be soggy muddy donna before you'd be overwatering it'd have to be so the fbi informed jewish leader wow i'm so sorry i have no idea where that came from that was yeah (laughs) golly um 
I, I, everybody is saying, oh, is there any chance I overwatered? And the answer is, is uh, 90, 999 times out of a thousand. No, uh, there's no chance. So I think what you need to do probably is, um, uh, is just keep watering it. And, and if the plant was in distress before she left, then she, she needs to know that you've done everything you could do. Watering it uh, outside the buckets is probably a very good idea once in a while, maybe once a week. Soak it deeply. You might pass that on to her. And then okay. if she wants to use the buckets, that would be fine. Uh, the, the three five-gallon buckets, 15 gallons uh, a, a week, that could be used the other, the other times. Um, but I, I don't think she needs to use those buckets for that. Uh, she could take the buckets away and, and um, just water it with the hose. If it's been in the ground for several years, it's well established. What do you think okay, is wrong so with the plant? What do you think caused the plant problems? Did it have uh, damage in the winter a year ago? It could have. See, I don't know because I haven't, you know, we haven't talked about this much. But um, she went overseas and she left me with all her plants and she's got desert plants and she's got, you know, um, all kinds of different well, things. Well, it's, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're getting far afield. But my point on the crepe myrtle is that uh, if it was hurt by the cold in February of 2021, it may be that it was damaged by that and it has nothing to do with water. It's just suffering the aftermath. It's like frostbite continues to uh, take tissue away from a, a human body after, after it happens. That may be what's happening to the crepe myrtle. I can't see the plant. I don't know. Right. But, but it's Would not drought. Be- with all that water, it's not drought and it's certainly not overwatering. Even though it's in full sun, this is a small, you know, it's pretty small. It needs small full sun. It oh, okay, needs good. It. Yeah. Okay. Well, it. she's got some others that she's got a really big grape myrtle that looks great. You know, yeah. that's, you know, so it's not close to that. But, but the holes in the leaves, could there be some kind of insect or something that? Yeah, perhaps that, there are insects that will chew on grape myrtles, but I work with grape myrtles every day of my life. And, and uh, that's not anything to be worried about. Oh, I'd say okay. sit tight and and make sure it wasn't the winter damage. That's what I would worry about. And and uh, with a little luck, uh, uh, this will turn it around and get growing. She may have to do some pruning to get rid of damaged wood from from the cold. Hey, I got to run, but thanks for the call. Okay, very much. can I ask you yeah. one other question? Uh, if um, it's on that, one, yeah, I'm way system? behind. Go ahead. A sprinkler system company that you recommend for rock wall? I need to get one. Uh, you know what I would suggest is um, I would suggest contacting uh, maybe Covington's Nursery there and ask who they would recommend. It's uh, okay, they're good. yeah yes they're in Rowlett and they they work in Rockwall as well and they they have a landscape division. They would recommend somebody for you that would know that area very well. Okay, thank That's you be your so best much. Bet. You bet. Have a good day. Thanks for the call, James and Frisco. Coming right to you. Stay with me if you will. And uh, let's see, I think that covers, I uh, thought I lost a call in there somewhere, but I believe that was it. Uh, so let me tell you about my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. Let me encourage you to call my office or to order it now. The two ways you can get it, not in stores, not on Amazon. The office will be open tomorrow, 9 until 5, each day this week. And uh, that number is 800 752 grow If you ever choose a phone number for a toll-free number, don't choose one that has an O in it, G-R-O-W. People call and say, hey, you the wrong number. No, you're putting a zero in it. <laughs> and I forget what it was. I think it was a fish market or something that that, that used to go to or something. I don't know what it was. But we'd get calls from everyone and say, you're giving the wrong number again. No, we're not. Uh, so anyway, it's one 800 752 G-R-O-W. That's 800-752-4769. The better way, and that's why I say this, the better way is just go to my website, neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Now, those are the only two ways you can get my book. That was quite a chance I took when I decided I would not put it in stores and would not put it on Amazon. It's the way it's been since the day the book came out. And I did that on purpose because I wanted to be able to sign every copy as the book sells. And uh, other than the very first uh, rush of sales that, that came out before the book was finished, um, I've been able to do that. 
75,000 books sold, not one request for refund. I guarantee your satisfaction with it. 11 chapters cover every aspect of uh, outdoor gardening. And that's from lawns and landscapes to fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening, including a 48-page chapter that is uh, a calendar, four pages per month of what needs to be done in that month. So that's what you get with 840 photographs and 344 pages, a hardback printed on high-quality paper and printed in San Antonio. All of that should add up to a high price, does not add up to a high price. $32.95. Satisfaction guaranteed. Said it again. And the two ways you order it are by calling my office, that 800-752-GROW number, or better yet, by ordering it right now at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. When the people at Advanced Foundation Repair called to say they wanted me to do ads for their company, I told them I'd need references, people for whom they'd done work. I spent several weeks checking them all out, and the reviews were just fabulous. That was more than 20 years ago, and people are still thanking me for referring them to these leaders in the foundation repair industry. Affordable, innovative, honest, punctual, it's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003, foundationrepairs.com. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, best it gets. We have a Wortham Brothers roof on our house, and it is the best I could have found anywhere. That's why I went to them, just like I've been telling you to do for many, many years. This is a second-generation family business with the the experience of 100,000 roofs installed. Nobody will do you a better job of any kind of roof. They do slate roofs. When you say that somebody does a slate roof, that pretty much says it all. You know, roofs have become very sophisticated, and Wortham Brothers is up to the task. When you do 100,000 roofs, you have a lot of tasks. You have a lot of heavy weight, a lot of hot uh, jobs. But their people do it and do it beautifully. They've been doing this since 1986. If you think you have some kind of damage to your roof, either from hail or from wind, from storms last spring, maybe you have damage just by old age and exposure to the sun, let them come out and go up on your roof for you. Take a look at it. They know what they're looking for. They'll take photos. They'll bring them photos down and, and show you what they see. And uh, they'll tell you whether your roof has some more years in it or whether it has its life behind it. And uh, then if if uh, it needs to go out for insurance settlement, then they will wait quietly and patiently. And, and when you get your settlement, then you call them back and they can put a great new roof on for you. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, the roofing company. It's built on integrity, quality, and innovation. The roofing company I'm proud to recommend because they are the roofing company that's been on the Sperry roof. Wortham Brothers, call them today at 972-562-5788. That's 972-562-5788, wbroofing.com, Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. Gardening advice is only helpful when people actually hear it. And the same goes for telling folks about all the things our healthcare workers are doing to protect us from COVID. So share the word on social media. Remind your friends and family to say thank you to the front line. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby, And we go back to the phone lines. Let's go to uh, James in Frisco. James, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. You're a wealth of knowledge. I love it. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate yeah. that. How can I help? Um, well, there's three things, and if you can just do one, whatever works. Um, appreciate it much. I need to buy your book. I'm from northern Minnesota, so i got a lot to learn down here. It's a little different. Um, oh, my gosh. So the backyard of this house, I'm a contractor. The lady wants to have me um, kill off the grass, and I'm used to just putting black plastic down. It looks like it's Alexandria grass because it has these runners if you will and and i want to know if that black plastic if i burn that off if it's really going to work or do i i i'm not a chemical person so i try to do everything organic i don't know what alexandria grass is so i'm kind of flying blind on it um black plastic would solarize the the grass it would take uh, uh depending on what it is uh it would take anywhere from a week or two to a year 
if it's nutsedge, it could take as long as a year. Um, so I, that's the best okay. I can do without knowing what you have. Uh, understood. It, it's just a, a, a thick blade grass, and it has runners. Yeah, um, that, yeah there's no way I'm going to be able, able yeah. to identify it with certainty okay. just uh, from the description. Uh, I, I will tell you that if you're worried about the environment, uh, I will offer this uh, comment. My dad did the research, did research for 25 years for Texas A&M on herbicides. And I'm comfortable when I recommend a glyphosate spray for grasses, not for nutsedge, but for grasses, because they do not contaminate the soil, the glyphosate-only herbicides, like the original okay. Roundup. They do not contaminate the soil. You can replant within within two weeks within 10 days they just need that long to kill the grass they need that time to do their job not because they do anything in the soil uh, they're contact only compare that to what whatever it takes in terms of petroleum and manufacturing and air pollution to make black plastic and what do you do with the black plastic when you're through all of that figures in I'm comfortable with recommending the the uh, the, the spray but that's up to you I'm not going to I'm you know okay What's right. your other question? Second, second question was about a crepe myrtle. Her, she has like six foot high uh, that were planted three years ago, but they're within 15 inches of her foundation. And I tried to recommend her of moving those crepe myrtles out this fall at Good. least four to five feet. Perfect. Uh, okay. And then, yeah, uh, and uh, that's perfect. It depends on the variety, and you, and maybe not even the variety, but you can probably estimate how tall they're going to be by looking at the way they're growing. And four or five feet may not be adequate. They might still bump into the eaves. You may even need to be eight or twelve feet out. But okay. but you're you're on the right track. You're doing a great service for her. Okay, and then she said that uh, she had bark up against it, and I highly discouraged bark. Because I always thought bark at a tree trunk kind of, um, oh, what's the right word? I'm trying to think fast for you here. Anyway, I'll let you talk about uh, bark as a uh, filler around a tree. Should it or shouldn't it be there? No, it's fine. Bark is fine. Are you worried about the root flare or are you worried about termites? Yeah. Yeah, root, root flare. No, it doesn't impact the root flare because it's totally aerated. There's there's good flow of moisture and nutrients. It won't impact it at all. It's when people pack soil around and make a mulch volcano and, and soil and all of that. No, you'll be fine with that. I appreciate it much. Boy, you are good to be worried about her stuff like that. Good for you. We're glad you're here. And it's a lot warmer okay. here in January than it is in Minnesota, not just in July. So have a good day. Thanks for coming. All right. And uh, to Mike Bass, thanks for a good program today, Mike. I appreciate you. Hope you all have a wonderful week, and we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Happy gardening.